0: Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and I want to start today's episode with an apology. Last week, we did everybody that listens to this podcast and everybody associated with Sheffield Wednesday disservice by not addressing slash being unwilling to accept what our eyes were telling us that Marvin Nicholas Johnson played at centre-back For Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough on the twenty third of October, twenty twenty one. Everything that I know about football has taught me that that wasn't what I was seeing. I and I just I dismissed it. I think I just couldn't believe what was happening in front of me. Uh, But obviously, interviews since and uh, the following game have shown us that this was not just uh, an anomaly that happened. Actually, a real uh, life occurrence. I want to. Introduced my co-host Luke Gledall, who I think was equally to blame. But um, Luke, do you want to join me in apologising?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm dead sorry over that one.
0: Sauce, mate. Sauce, mate. Because <laughs> yeah, we went through the lineup, and I don't think either of us really pegged that, <laughs> that Johnson was playing left sided centre back. I don't think we wanted to accept that it was happening. Happening, but Darren Moore, he's he agreed he's also stood up for the decision and uh and repeated that decision so there we go this is the world we're living in um <laughs> disappointing winger turned disappointing left back is now a disappointing left-sided center back uh there we go uh how are you doing today luke i'm doing okay yeah
1: that's a really on. Oh. yeah i guess i'm okay
0: i considered okay i think that's fair enough hmm. When do, have clocks gone back yet for you that it's happening this weekend for uh, folks? It's happening
1: next week. And also uh, as a province, we actually had, I think by a chuff missed out on keeping by changing it so that we wouldn't have to change clocks. Because I think it's kind of stupid. I really yeah. hate the argument that people say, well, it'll be so much darker in the winter mornings. I'm like, is dark in winter full stop?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, just pick pick where you want the daylight. You know, I think it's better off later in the day oh, well, those kids who go to school. I'm like, it's fucking dark when they go to school a bit an hour later. Like, what if... So they're I was annoyed all glued to their
0: tablets anyway, aren't they, Luke? Oh, oh no, kids, they... Oh, oh, oh.
1: Just give them a wine gum, and they'll be fine. <laughs>
0: uh, give them so a wine gum.
1: Money in the provincial coffers for a wine gum for every child. Here's <laughs> your per diem wine gum, child. <laughs> Go to work on a wine gum. Go to work on a wine gum.
0: Ah, that great slogan written by Salman Rushdie. (laughs) Exactly. Have that, Midnight's Children. (laughs) And it's due to the gelatin uh, used in them that the fat was taken out on him, actually. It was (laughs) (laughs) quite a disgraceful thing to say in some parts of the world. You could also do a mass um, version of that experiment with children. You know, where they get like one marshmallow now, but if they wait, they get two marshmallows. So you could have for a child, they get one wine gum in the morning, or if they can wait after school, they get two. And you could really, you could wheedle out the high achievers very early doors.
1: Um, You you can stake that crypto wine gum for for a percentage APY. (laughs)
0: Oh dear. Right. Should we uh should we get on to a bit of news? I, g- I guess
1: we should, yeah. Let's do that.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Breaking We've... hoo-hoos. I'll do that again.
1: Breaking hoo-hoos. You just pre-hoo-hooed, didn't you, Rich?
0: I did. It just burst out of me. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> hold back. All that wine gum talk and I just <laughs> hoo-hooed all over the place. <laughs>
1: I'm glad we can enjoy ourselves, Rich. <laughs> I don't know about the listeners or any of the Sheffield Wednesday supporters, but,
0: oh, but right now in this
1: moment, I'm, a, I'm having a bit of a, a bit of a giggle.
0: <laughs> Me too. That's the main thing, isn't having it? Having a babble. <laughs> um, I mean, it's and it, and it's a it's a really fun bit of news we're going to tackle first. So mm. um, this is the um, the reports on uh, Darren Moore's actually gone into some quite. Uh, hefty detail on his bout with COVID. Uh, obviously, we know that it had, we know the sort of impact it had on his presence on the sidelines. But mm. um, yeah, it seems to have been a pretty scary episode that he had with the the vid.
1: Yeah, and it was a weird thing at the time, right? Because we we thought it was, we thought it sounded like it was pretty bad, but then we didn't really kind of get any feedback from the club, which was probably understandable. Yeah. The timings interesting don't you think
0: of the of the news story coming out yeah,
1: yeah. like that that is an interesting i don't know oh, where yeah. exactly it's come from or from what purpose it's come from i'm glad he shared his story and I'm, I'm really glad the the man is is you know is, is fine fit as a fiddle and came out with us yeah. it, it's really scary to read yeah but i'm a bit confused about in terms of in terms of time and where that's come from but
0: so you're there's a a bit of a suspicion that it might be a a kind of PR bit of timing.
1: Why does it feel incredibly crass for me to admit something like that? Like it feels very poor taste for me to say something like that.
0: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I have to confess, I don't know with the times whether this, you know, whether this is something that they are doing is speaking to people who've had brushes with COVID and maybe he's one of a number of people that are in the public eye that that are telling their story. But, um, well, there seemed to be in like an interview with Steve Cottrell who had like a, but that was, that
1: seemed earlier on this season. Okay. But it seemed like it, th- this seems an element. And I, I know that this, there needs to be a certain time to say the dust has settled. I'm now a hundred percent healed and now I'm open and probably okay to talk about this. So I think there's probably definitely an element to that, to the narrative around Darren Moore speaking about this.
0: Yeah. So yeah, interesting. I don't, but yeah, yeah kind, I of don't the know. kind of kind of interesting as well. Hmm. Uh, but as as you say, the main the main thing. It's good that he's
1: completely he completely
0: be, to be fully uh, back. You know, back in the game now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, scary scary episode. We know. I mean, when you hear things about like sort of blood clots on lungs and things like that, I mean, this that's pretty pretty dicey stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the article also interestingly talks about the fact that he wants to get Wednesday back to the Premier League and that's what he's planning. So um, <laughs> that's a bit, at this point in time, seems a very, very long way away. But uh, nice that he's got that positive mental attitude, I suppose. Um,
1: I guess if we think- have a period of sticking in for the next 30 years and give him numerous uh, stays of execution, then maybe that could that could potentially happen. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear. Was it was it Dario Grade, the guy that was at proof forever and a day and oh, forever like, in it, yes kind of succeeded in turning them from a championship club into a League One, League Two yo-yo club over, for, over the course of 20 years? <sighs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and now I think he's a disgraced person, but I don't know. I'm not going to double check that. I'm just going to leave it there. He may or may not be disgraced <laughs> like so many of us. <laughs> um the other bit of news is that we've had out is that we are working on things looking ahead to the january transfer window um and with that it's going to be free transfers and loans still we're still under whatever we call this level of um embargo soft touch embargo um looking ahead to january would you would you hazard what what would be sort of top of your shopping list
1: definitely a sanve Yeah. If not one, I'd have two, to be fair.
0: Would you go for like a sort of lanky 18-year-old that's maybe played four or five games of first-team football for Sheffield Wednesday and always looked all right?
1: Who would you be uh, offering as such a said person?
0: Just thinking about Kieran Brennan, who... (laughs) He seems to be a perfectly good defender that we apparently can't have at the club, uh, despite the fact we desperately need bodies but at the back.
1: Well, we you know, we're Sheffield Wednesday, so we kind of go for luxuries that we can ill afford, really. Yeah. Such as Barry Bannon. And so I, I think we'll probably bring in a centre back who will probably disappoint the life out of me because he won't be very adept at doing the basics. But oh look, he can play a football.
0: You yeah, know. some some Man City youngster uh that we get maybe two games out of between January and the end of the season. And, r-
1: and ruin his career in the process.
0: Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Yeah, there you go. That's fun. And a left back, I guess, seeing as...
1: Yeah, and I also wonder if that situation, the whether there's any there's any basis to um, you know to send Louis Gibbo back.
0: Louis Gibbo, the broken man.
1: Yeah, a man who's come to us and seemingly ruined his career as well.
0: Yeah, just fallen to pieces. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I don't know why I was well, I was flicking through my saved, my watch later videos on uh, YouTube. I don't know if anybody else uses that facility. I do. Um, and one of them was was uh, the highlights of Louis Gibbo's time at Reading. And it's just so strange to think that we weren't, there was a period of time when we weren't playing him because he wasn't ready yet or whatever. And it's like, how come he wasn't ready to play for Sheffield Wednesday in League One? when he played a good amount of games for Reading in the championship last season.
1: Well, apparently he had a knock. I mean, that seems to be the, the narrative of what we're being told, but I know, but, but there's, there seem to be a lot of him like playing for the under 23s and then just not yeah. making the next step from there, you know?
0: Yeah. Anyway, strange stuff, but uh, yeah. Okay. So a couple of defenders look good on look good on our, our shopping list at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, if we if there was the opportunity to bring in a kind of classic target man, I think I'd be tempted to do that sort of thing as well although I know I know Gregory does a job. it just doesn't feel like we're utilizing his gifts to quite the uh, quite the extent we should be doing. It feels like we're making him play against type in in an acting sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, are we ready to talk about the big match live? The
1: the other Robins, the other Robins,
0: yeah, them Town.
1: Can we talk about like just the general nature of Wednesday being self inflicted and doing it themselves and having another bad performance against a team who, uh, even at a very poor standard and looking very bad, looks you know a lot better than us for probably degrees mm. degrees of this match, but still kind of terrible. Can we talk about the fact that one of the most irritating things in a pithy sense? Let me kind of look at this. Uh Johnny Rocks Stadium.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So it's Johnny Hyphen Rocks. It's not Johnny Rocks. It's not like my name was Johnny Rocks. Yeah. It's like my oh my, my dad was surnamed Johnny. And my <laughs> mum was surnamed Rocks. And that, you know, they were very progressive. So they <laughs> they gave me a double barreled name from theirs. And actually, that was my parents. So it's really, really far ahead of the curve in terms of the current kind of rhetoric around naming children <laughs> and uh going against going against the patriarchy of the mentality of this. So, anyway, they founded like a big established business. What business did they establish? Um, they they kind of contract chauffeurs out. <laughs> There's a business for that. <laughs> So it irritates me. It irritates me seeing Johnny. Every time I see it, I just think of Johnny Rockets. Um yes. It irritates me seeing J-O-N-N-Y. I know that's a, yeah. a, a spelling of Johnny, but it it doesn't sit well with me. No. Also, while we're on this, another thing that irritates me, Rich, Johnny Hendricks, the uh, the MMA fighter. Yes. Fucking hate the spelling of his first name. <laughs> Is there another, is there is also like a different world or is it like actually a different language, a different culture that does J-H-O-N-Y?
0: Um, I don't know really.
1: Okay, that might be something else and I won't be racist and shit on their cultures because that's it's probably fine and within the, the standing. But anyway, 2020 is terrible. You? I said, Cheltenham are a weird little club. This all feels a bit Ted Lasso. <laughs> it feels a bit, I'm trying to fictionally create a football team that sounds a bit wanky. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I just, by the way, sorry, just on that Johnny Johnny Rocks front, I've, I said uh, Johnny Rocks Stadium due to a sponsorship from Johnny Rocks Chauffeurs, making it at once the classiest and chaviest sponsor in the league. Because <laughs> you know when it's a limo, you're like, oh, it's a famous person. No, it's just some drunk 16-year-old girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, as I saw a stretcher, uh, as I thought about similar mentality, I like peered in. I peered into the fluorescent light within a stretch Humvee limo last night. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how you so- said, is it, I like you said, chauffeurs. You say chauffeurs, chauffeurs. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm feeling self conscious about it now. But I do know <laughs> what you mean about it. feels fake, doesn't it? It feels like a it fake. One. And it's a silly, it's one of these silly little grounds where it's like five rows deep. <laughs> There was a brilliant post on uh, on Al's talk, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote chunks of it, but they were. So it was, uh, hey, Small Town FC, come and have a wonderful... The poster is Nero to give them their, their due. Hey, Small Town FC, come and have a wonderful day out at Hillsborough. Ha- Your happiness is our goal. Why not, why not join the f- thousands of happy customers from Fleetwood, Shrewsbury, Oxford, Bolton, and Lincoln, who have already experienced their season's cup final on the West Stand at Hillsborough. Highlights. Guaranteed Darren Moore's wonderful plan. Darren puts together a bespoke tactical masterclass for each visit that ensures your journeymen pros are not embarrassed by the supposedly strong Wednesday squad. Bonus, this will include players you've heard of. He will willingly play players out of position and pick a formation which enhances your team's capabilities. Guaranteed, 45 minutes on top, minimum. It doesn't matter how bad your season is. You can enjoy a whole half where your team bosses the game in front of around 24,000 fans. Uh, Guaranteed, the scary 15 minutes in which Wednesday looked like a good side. No way day would be complete without a bit of jeopardy and your day will be enhanced by a period where Wednesday players rise like zombies and rouse their fans. Don't worry, it doesn't la- it, it, uh, as it doesn't last, usually ended by a costly individual error. See below. Guaranteed one times costly individual error minimum. Players join in the fun by ensuring that your day is made even better due to key events such as a goalkeeping cowler or missing a penalty or simply forgetting what to do at a corner. There's a little bit more, but it's it's this. I am so sick of being humbled by these crap. I'm sorry, crap little teams. They're crap. We shouldn't be humbled by (laughs) Cheltenham. They can't believe they're playing us. Once again, I was treated to their commentary and they spent the whole game going, this really shows that we do belong to be in this league, don't we? Because we've had a very good game against this. Very good. Everywhere. Oh, fucking no. hell. Garbage. But
1: wasn't there a similar deal midweek with who's the, um, who's the Cheltenham manager again? Johnny No Mark. I don't know. Johnny No. Michael Duff. Michael Duff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who got
0: a yellow card today?
1: <laughs> yeah, because he was interviewed midweek and uh, forgive me while I just
0: Yeah, does was fine?
1: And he what does he say? He, so you know, came up and said, Oh, we're the biggest club, blah, 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 blah. What else does he say? He said some stuff.
0: <laughs> he said some stuff.
1: Said some stuff. I'm not finding it within this.
0: He's so his only job has been Cheltenham really. He was he's Burnley under 23s coach for yeah. a year or so. But um, yeah, ever, ever but it's since...
1: just all the lip service to say, you know, oh they're in a false position and they're a good team, and then there's it's just like kind of protecting or the PR or kind of protecting the kind of angle of coming in against playing Sheffield Wednesday, but then it just like I think there's something else he said which someone else commented on something like Alstock saying, I don't think he's none of these opposing managers ever seem to like talk about actually how things are for Sheffield Wednesday. No. And how we're looking. So it's just madness.
0: They're probably watching the games and going they look we look very beatable because we do look very beatable. You can't say that, but you also don't want to do Right, like, exactly. talk everybody up. I so know,
1: but can- it's just the the world of the PR is just I'm sh- I know there's probably very much a difference. World of two different things. Hmm. You know. <sighs> I don't know. But then you just get the weird impression that you get the weird impression it's the only thing you see, and they say it with such conviction. It's a bit like Darren Moore. I don't know what Darren Moore is saying to the players, but I genuinely feel like Darren Moore is saying the same things that he's saying in the media to to the team. And it's like, that's that's terrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard to. T- it is hard to tell what's PR and what's what you know. What's the spin of things? Because I think by clearly whether it's Darren Moore or the players or both, the pressure of being Sheffield Wednesday in this league is sitting very uneasy on the shoulders of this group as it stands. So, as an opposing manager, sort of the best thing you can do is talk up how big the club is and how yeah. yeah much better, you know, they really are, et cetera, et cetera, because if that trickles through to the opposing dressing room, you're probably getting exactly the reaction you want in that there's a group of players that feel and maybe they're right, they're not fit to wear the shirt. There's a manager that seems to second-guess his every decision to the point where he makes baffling ones uh, unendingly. Uh, so, yeah, put put pressure on. Talk us up and put pressure on us. Mm because if you came in and said we were crap then you might actually get a reaction out of the team. You might actually get a bit of fight out of us. But no, talk talkers up say we're good because we we can't cope with being trying to be the good team, the winning team. Um speaking of teams, <laughs> what did you what did you make of this lineup as it as it trickled out? So uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell stays in goal, Hunt Palmer, Dunkley, Johnson, um, and I would, I was reading it as Shadipo was kind of, or Shadipo was left wing back, at least that mm. went that way in the second half. I, I think it was that way in the first half as well. Well, that's um, an interesting
1: thing. Cause I looked at that and I, it's, it's difficult when you see the names given to you on a team sheet. And now we yeah. also have the, I think we talked about this before. Like I mentioned, like there was a period where Wednesday would just list the team lineup in squad yeah, numbers it's yes. the Yoslukai range and you're like, I don't really know what to make of this. No. But now there seems to be a different kind of mentality. Like the media, I think, are kind of aware of this or have gone through gone through that kind of that uh that mode and then people have kicked off about it. And then so they're actually kind of listing it. But still that's someone's impression of what's going on. Surely and with- it's the
0: prerogative though the, the manager you want to an extent you want to bring a trap on the opposition don't you like why would you give your formation away ahead of time
1: i guess so but it's not that it's i don't think it's that difficult
0: but i don't really. think there's any onus on i don't think there's any onus on the manager or the club to make clear what our formation is ahead of t- i think we just have to put the players on on the team sheet and then as you say it's an interpretation of whoever because you've got to have the element of surprise at your disposal as a as a manager, I think. And sometimes Darren surprises the players. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. Um but again, I I don't know. Like it but I, I don't know if formation is the thing that is really going to create any real kittens with the opposition.
0: Uh, yeah I know what you I mean. I think it's that.
1: more like an application of how we're going to have a you know a, a style or any tactics we're going to do or got any set pieces, or you know, God forbid we ever do anything with a fucking set piece, which miraculously we did today. But then, yeah, we can get on to that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, but it's, but it's not helping the conversation regarding more because, again, the the quote that we've said this, other people said this, numerous, numerous times. Square pegs and round holes.
0: Yeah, and it's look. it's
1: kind of like I feel like the the angle coming from Darren Moore is a bit like. He's doing this because it's like, oh, I don't have the players to do what I want to do. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you signed <clears throat> You were kind of assembling those players. We're still in a position to say we don't have a recognized left back at Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know if Gibson was supposed to be that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to think about a conventional 4 or a conventional four at the back, at least. Regardless of what you want to do for the rest of the pitch, which, you know, sure, maybe you could just do a 4-3-3.
0: That's the big choice that's being made right. The all season really, he's been making this big choice in that we are not blessed with numbers at the back. We're not blessed with numbers at the back now. Constant injuries: Gibson, Hutchinson. um, Those two between them have been injured all season. Uh, and then add into that, Dunkley's been in and out with injuries, um, and now it seems Iorfa's picked up a knock as well. But the choice that is being made at the back is to play three centre-backs always. So if you don't yeah. have that many centre-backs, playing three and of them... Why are we maximising numbers in that sense? Exactly. Today, you could have had two centre-backs. I think Liam Palm would do a perfectly good job at centre-back. He has done previously. Che Dunkley is a centre-back by trade, but the decision is made to play three, which forces you to then squeeze somebody in who's not a centre-back and not a defender by any chalk in, in, in Marvin mm. Johnson. You've got you've got to recognise left back, but he's only played at left back once all season. He's played several games, but Brown has not played has only played left back one for one game. Um, I would argue didn't do particularly well, there, but no. uh, but still, again, you're making a choice that you so you've signed a left back, but you've decided you don't want you don't like playing him in his chosen position and is the position he spent his career playing in. And again, pointing to Lewis Gibson last season played 20-plus games for a team that did better than us mm. at left-back mm-hmm. in a division higher. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the, there are choices. I can accept that the injuries are making things difficult, but you could accept, okay, that forces me into decisions. But once again, it's like everything is just so overthought. It's like you have the obvious thought, then you have the next one, then you kind of like surprise yourself with the third or fourth thought, and that's the one we keep going with. But I think so,
1: the, I, I think his mentality is we are weak in a simple framework.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think the problem, I think the thing that I agree with you is, is that he overthinks that, and then we do something <clears throat> weaker in a more complex framework. Yeah. Like if we just had a four-four-two today, like if we just went, I don't know, what we'll hunt right back. And right back Palmer, Palmer, and Dunkley in the middle, and Johnson left back.
0: Probably Johnson left back because that seems to be his preference. Yeah, but then you know, speaking of players, Pat- Patterson is able. He's a Swiss Army knife. Um, <laughs> in that, whatever the hole, he has the uh, the utility to uh, to slot in there. And he's played chunks of his career at centre back. He's played chunks of his career at right back. Maybe this would have been one of the one of those opportunities to to kind of I don't know I mean it's it, it it's tricky but interestingly we did see him as part of the the defense by the end of today's game but through through force but a much did a much better job at, at wing back than Shadipo did on the opposite side.
1: And then you've got a player in Hunt who's so conventional. Like mm. that was the interesting thing was looking at I don't know like it. The thing that just, the thing that just frustrates me about this so much, Rich, is that we're trying to kind of guess what's going on. Yeah, and I don't think that should really be. I don't. I don't think that's something that we should do as fans. And I, I don't think that's something that you should lend to your support in a position where you're underperforming to give us the position to say, well, what are we doing here? What are we trying to do here?
0: Yeah, I'd be amazed if there was another team in the top. 10 in this division or any division who have played quite so many different formations and and variants on their team. Like the, the fact that we're at this stage in this, in this season now, and we still don't, well, one, not only do I not know what our best team looks like, is that, are you showing me average positions,
1: or <laughs> I just I, I bolstered up to my camera here to show Rich? Basically, this is what I follow. thought was going on, they thought it was a three-four-one-two. Which who's that right in the middle of the? Uh, can you tell me? Can you tell me for the for the for the rest of the court, uh, Rich? Who is in the middle of that middle three at the back there? Is that
0: who, Jack Hunt?
1: Who is number two? That is Jack Hunt. Yes, that is Jack Hunt.
0: Yeah, like
1: that. that is not what's going on. But no. like this is what we're kind of led
0: to do. So that seems to be that's also what's on um <laughs> that's what's on the uh, sofa score page as well, is Hunt in the middle, Shadipo on the right w- right wing back, and Johnson left wing back. Uh it wasn't that. At <laughs> no point was it that. I think you could argue that it was maybe a four in the first half, but I think I think more often than not it was a five, because I think Johnson, when it's when you see the team like in repose, when we're not actively doing anything, that's when you see that's when players tend to stand where they're where they've been told to stand, and and I think when without the ball stepping out from the back, Johnson was playing as a third centre back again rather than being a wing back figure or 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 a or a left back. but, yeah, it, it's frustrating to to have so many variations and to have still have every team sheet come out and go, okay, so who's doing what? Who's doing what, um,
1: yeah. Like, we, we never had a position with this to say, to come out and for us to do a review and anyone to say in any analysis or thinking about what they've seen that game to say, you know what, this player was doing this unorthodox role and you know what, he he did a good job at it, you know, and yeah. actually, oh, it looks like they're playing to that player's stramps there.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it's just it's just nonsense. Like frankly, like it it never works. Like it's not working at all. It doesn't work. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of Darren Moore. I'm tired of his shit. I'm tired of his patter. I wish he'd fuck off. Like I'm <laughs> really fucking <laughs> done with Darren Moore. This is this is very much me trying to be supportive as possible. Trying to put myself always in a position of thinking that I need to be more positive. I need to give supports. I need to, that's part of the nature of who I am as a supporter, I guess, you know, I'm frustrated with sometimes how bad this is. I will, whatever fiber of my being I can send from Calgary, Alberta to wherever Wednesday are playing in the world is to be there as support and to think we can do this better. Come on guys, we can do this a lot better. We can, we can do a lot better here. That's part of the (laughs) nature of being a fucking supporter. But like, and I never gleefully, willfully take any great satisfaction from seeing another Wednesday manager just absolutely shit the bed. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm done. The guy doesn't have a clue.
0: No, because the other, the other tactic, if you're in a position where you are lacking at the back, is we've got lots of attacking threat. I've signed seven wingers. We will just what we, our, what our approach will be is. You score three, we'll score four. We, would, we mm. What we will be is a devastating attacking force. And it'll be devil may care. We'll let in goals because we're leave, you know, we going to leave ourselves open. But we will be a devastating threat uh, uh, to the opposition. We're, we are clueless. I don't know what we're trying to do going forward. No. We pass it around the back and then get bored of it and just hoof it forward. Might as well just hoof it forward in the first place.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And there's still there's still questions about that with our kind of approach from playing out from the back. Like I I want to say to be sympathetic, I think I've said this before. It looks the best when we're on the counter. Yeah, but then we seem to still it seems that we've we sprint forward with pace and intention or as much pace and intention as those said players have. Then we kind of slow down and we kind of run out of ideas and start thinking about things. Yeah. So we get we get to ponderous very quickly. It's not to ponderous. Not to ponderous.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I just today I just I got frustrated sort of midway through the half and I just wrote the note saying like, "Is the plan to give it to Adeniran a, a and an FDB and just hope they magic something up because there doesn't seem to be anything else happening." Like mm. it just felt like so many times today, we passed it all the way across the back four to Hunt, and Hunt fizzed it into Delhi Bashiru or uh, Adeniran, and we all just stood back and watched them try and take on three men in the hope that something good would come out of it. It, it didn't ever work. They. We put them essentially put them under tons of pressure. Didn't give them any balls to play, any options to play the ball out of the situation. Mm. They they did drag men into situations with them, but there's nowhere for them to go. So what's the point? Uh, I don't. Uh, there was that, all just going long to Gregory. And guess what? Once again, he's up against somebody who two players who are six foot five, and they just nod it away because that's what they've done all their lives. Yeah. Um, that being said, we did start well in this game. We, and it was Mm -hmm. a long ball to Gregory and, uh, he, he had a chance sort of, didn't get much of a a challenge really. It wasn't a very particularly challenging shot, but he got a shot away close, close range to the keeper. Um, but then it just momentum flipped by about eight minutes. So the, the big response that darren got out of the team, spent a week on the training ground lasted about seven minutes or so. The motivated up and atom bit of the game was done, uh, and we sunk back into the terrible at defending bit of the game. Uh, We look so clueless defending. Like, it's so, uh, there's so little conviction about the way that we do things. If we head a ball, it goes up in the air or goes out for a corner. We don't, we can't clear our lines. Nobody seems to know what their job is. Uh, It's a half hearted sort of hodgepodge of picking yeah. up men fouling men whatever else it just doesn't look like we've worked or tried anything defensively um but so eight, eight, eight or nine minutes we were, we were pretty lucky there was a ball sort of bobbling around our box if it, it set up a situation where Vassell was sort of one-on-one with Bailey Peacock Farrell in the air and he completely flapped at it and was very lucky that one Vassell hit the bar, and two a foul was given in his favour. Yeah, okay. um, but that kind of set a tone, mm. and um, they had they went through a period of of th- uh, three different set pieces in a row that we didn't clear our lines effectively mm. from. So uh, the first was a free kick into the box, which went out for a corner. Uh, the corner was cleared out for a, a throw in, and then they hit a long throw in that just bubbled around our box. Two or three bad clearances, I think. Mm. Uh, Went fell to Vassell. Vassell had basically three quarters of the goal to hit because Billy peacock was left completely helpless. Uh, Andy, you know, he's a good enough striker to hit the three quarters of the goal that was made available to him, and and we're one nil down after 14 minutes. Um, I did make a note. Are we so bad at defending set pieces because Bannon takes them in training? Well done, lads. Just stand like statues and let it float over your head out of play. Perfect, lads. Well done. Another set piece well dealt with. Well done, lads. Stand still and let it just go straight into Bailey Peacock Farrell's hands. Yeah, good job. Good job. We're great at set pieces. Um, At one point, we let Hunt take a corner. I don't know what was going on there. It was awful. Mm.
1: I know it's on the twenty-second, twenty-two-minute mark. One of the best attacking moments of Wednesday, we managed to cycle it out through the middle from Dunkley. I think it went to, it might be Adoniran. I didn't like Adoniran's new haircut of the bald.
0: No, no, it's very severe. It's
1: He's completely
0: uh, bald now, isn't he? And doesn't look. I don't it. think he had that much hair before, but it makes it makes a big difference. It makes
1: a big difference. Yeah, he looks a bit more like Akinfenwa now. He looks chunkier somehow. He looks chunkier somehow, I know. And he seemed like a bit of a strong lad, but like slight, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not my physical frame, but he—he he, it made him look slower.
0: <laughs> I agree. All these things, I agree.
1: Anyway, we cycle out for the middle, start from Dunkley, went all the way out to Shadipo. Shadipo brings it on the inside, beams it out for a throw-in.
0: Yeah. I, I just, at this point, I don't know what, more is seeing with Shadipo that he keeps getting all these opportunities. Yeah, he. If a winger gets to start, he gets he's the one that gets to start. If a winger gets on from the bench, he's the guy that gets brought on from the bench. I just we've seen nothing one disallowed goal in whatever was his first appearance, I think, for the club mm. first league appearance. That's the only thing he's done, and that didn't even count because he was offside. Do he's, you, um.
1: Do you want to hear something funny as well? You probably heard the Cheltenham commentary, didn't you?
0: Yeah.
1: You did. Um, so we had Andy Giddings and Brian Laws um, early on, basically after my kind of note about the, well, I was going to say actually about the lineup. I said one thing I think I didn't make a point. I said, finally, we fear what most happens, even though maybe it's not so big right now, is that we're missing I offer. Yeah. So that was the first thing that kind of came from the... Yeah, we anyway, didn't even
0: mention that, did we? We were so busy. We mentioning. didn't,
1: I know. <laughs> So I also obviously took a knock. We learnt. Um, I said, already I'm irritated by Giddings and the absolutely awful announcer they had at Johnny Rock Stadium. Oh, just, just terrible. Um, anyway, Giddings Giddings continues my irritation by saying he thought that Shadif had a good impact last week. I said, it's going to be a long afternoon. What was he watching? I don't know. He's a fucking idiot. He's such a bad commentator. He's awful. The only thing he did was He's fall so over
0: in a really, really good position. Uh,
1: the only thing I will say from Nostra <laughs> Uh Cheltenham have conceded seven from corners but are good at scoring corners. That's what he said sure. very early on in this game. Before, that was must be about the early, early few minutes of this game. Anyway, I can probably go on and say a lot of, <laughs> a lot of terrible things about Andy Giddings, I'm sure I will going through this. Well,
0: interestingly, so one of the things they did say in the Chatham commentary, so they did they they mentioned that they have been poor from corners and they were worried every time we had a corner until about the fourth or fifth one when they were like, okay. We did had we... three
1: corners in the first 5 minutes, Rich. Yeah, yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. We, we had like 11 had we top. had 11 corners overall or something ridiculous. Uh, I think we scored with the 12th.
1: Scored with the 12th, yeah? Yeah, fucking hell.
0: And we had I think we had one or two after that as well. Um, but so yes, he said that that was the weakness. But he also said there's a bit of camera, like the commentator said, there's a bit of camaraderie between the commentators. And um, speaking to the the uh, BBC Radio Sheffield lot, they did say that Sheffield Wednesday are a bit weak from uh, set pieces. So Giddings is telling tales, little tattling on us, mm-hmm. giving giving away our secrets that we're bad Oof, at setting.
1: With a little, with a little bleeder. <laughs> uh 33 minute mark that's something i texted you and i wrote it down here as well i texted you i want i want more gone
0: yeah you did and
1: i said this is just awful this is this is i i find it interesting like i always find the narrative i find it really fun when we can talk about argue about what's the best performance for Sheffield Wednesday this season i am going to stake i'm going to put all my chips on this is the worst performance this season this for like yeah this is all of, overall this is I mean, mainly the first half, I will say. But, like, it, you know, isn't it the weird thing? Like, we go through the first half. I'll I'll, I'll maybe foreshadow this and just kind of just jump ahead a little bit here for the second half. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, go for it. Like,
1: there's far more energy in a very disjointed, panicked, attacking Sheffield Wednesday side. It's so disjointed, but it's more exciting than the ponderous, lackadaisical bullshit we get from Sheffield Wednesday when we just come out and just think, oh, I'll just kick it around until they score, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll start trying to pull a finger out of the situation. It,
0: it was hard to shake the thought today that they were, a, they, were they are rubbish. Mm. I, 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 that they are, pro, I feel, comfortably the worst team we've played. Um, and I will not be surprised at all if they are in, the re- in one of the relegation spots at the end of the season, I just they, they just looked mm. they looked very poor, but as we touched on, unfortunately for us we are so shoddy at the back that when they got forward, when they attacked uh, they gave us kittens and every yeah. set piece' particularly the long throws there's a long throw that bounced three times in our box uh, It's unbelievable how poor we are at defending. And it's all. Once again, we're back to this. This is basic. First couple of lessons of, uh, uh, you know, how do you be a defender? One oh one. We're not. We're failing at all these things and getting punished for it because they're the basics. They're the foundations of defending for a good reason. If you don't do them, you get you get punished at every level. Maybe yeah. less so at this level than than higher levels. But uh, I just. Uh, it's baffling when you've got a a defender as your manager as well. Like the thing he should be good at is coaching a defensive line. He was a good captain. He was a good defender. Mm, this I'm should good. be his bread and butter. Teaching them how to stand in a line, step up at the right time, head it out of, from the back, clear it into the stands. All these things yeah. should be his. His, you know, that should be his, his mainstay of his coaching. Um, about 40 minute mark we had one more sight of goal it wasn't very good but it was a Patterson it was a Bannon free kick uh, Gregory won the free kick fairly well Bannon f- flung it over to the far post all of his ones were going to the back post today eventually we moved the team to the back post to to try and be more effective there and this was maybe the start of it because it landed at Patterson's feet and i think he'll be kicking himself because it was a really good opportunity and but he, he put it over the bar Um uh, but that was off that was really our first sight of goal since the first five minutes of the match the
1: referee blew for something anyway right
0: yeah yeah
1: i made a comment a few minutes before though. i'm rich i said there's no worth in giving any analysis around this wednesday side it's akin no. to try and think critically about a group of lads who've got together for a kickabout. Still, we look <laughs> yeah. like a random, isolated collection of professionals with zero confidence. This yeah. is like a FIFA simulation of bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I don't have anything there until until time and it was just an abysmal half coming to a close. Uh, once again, the reaction that more elicits from the team lasts less than 10 minutes and results in just one effort and goal.
1: Mm. I, was uh, wishing, I was wishing at halftime I was at Pepe's Cheltenham. I'll
0: be honest. And the big discussion at halftime really was about the <laughs> eBay advert again.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So your your feelings really are in in place of the uh, elevate jiggly bottom lady. You, yes. You've, you've Who very, I
1: messaged? Uh, I messaged Patty Jones about actually saying that <laughs> I missed her.
0: You're you're trying to muster up some feelings for uh, the kind of badger head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lady that gives some advice to our our uh, protagonist in the eBay advert. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether I I don't know whether I quite share your affection.
1: I'm just so willfully negatively bored that I'm doing yeah. such things that I'm sorry harshly objectifying some nice young lady who's probably a very fine actress. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah. I don't even know Brother, what, what's the name Brother of the character J.
1: she's got like a really Really horrid kind of chabby name for a character as well, hasn't she?
0: Yeah. Lessa. But that's the main that's the main talking points at halftime, really. That's too, the Lessa. main
1: talking point. I I'm well rubbish. I, I said rubbish at halftime. I said we've had nine corners. Nine yeah.
0: corners by half time. And that's their weakness. Look, we
1: can't do anything with it. I why don't know, why, but- why are we like have we got something in Bannon's contract where he has to take corners? Is everybody else so objectively poor at corners that Bannon is like head and shoulders above everyone else? Do you
0: want my third Bannon hot take? Go on, Rich. I think he's I think he's done. I think he's dwindling. That's fair. And, yeah. But he's still comfortably our best player. And our fortunes are so tied to the mast of the SS Bannon.
1: Very much um, so, yeah. And,
0: and we are seeing less and less from that. The good ship. Um,
1: is this one more year we have him or have we got another, another year after
0: this he a two year extension oh, but there was a couple of moments today where the ball he's sitting deeper isn't he and there was a couple of moments today where the ball broke to him from the, the pack in their box and he just didn't react in the way normally Bannon would like seize that moment. He'd make something happen and he mm. gave the ball away. I think it happened three times and he gave the ball away in two of them and didn't really do anything with the third one either. Um, but, you know, that being said, we're going to go into the second half. The reason we scored goals was Barry Bannon today. Uh, but <laughs> it's a really tricky spot to be in because we're so reliant on him. But I do feel like we're starting to see we're on the downward trend and, and it can be yeah. quite quick once you start that downward journey. Well, this is
1: this is the fans anti-Bannon kind of mentality, right? It's basically like with such an over reliance on Bannon that when it doesn't work, yeah. it, it's really bad. And we don't look to ever have an option B. We don't entertain option B, whatever option B is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky.
1: I don't know. I think, it's interesting. I mean, from the breaking, for the sake of the whole, the whole midfield was bad today. Yeah, like uh, you know, we had the weird thing with Adoniran that we said from a stylistic perspective, he looks he looks chunky and overweight thanks to his baldness. But he he didn't look he didn't look at the races today. FDB's languidness just was a bit FDB more on the leggy side of things. I may be honest. I don't
0: know whether they marked him out the game but he didn't he just couldn't get a good going today I don't think. Mm. Um I mean that that midfield was a kind of roll of the dice. I think it's exciting at home and I think maybe we can cope with it at home. I don't I I was very surprised to see it again um away from home and I don't know it's just one of these things like it didn't really work last time. But, so why is this the thing that stays? The things that everything changes, regardless of how well or badly it works, and then certain things hang around. Like so this midfield three has now had two and two and a half games. Yeah. It, it, it sort of looked dangerous for about half a game of that. Mm. Um, I don't think Adeniran and FDB complement each other. They're both trying to do the same thing. They're both trying to pick it up in that kind of the hole. Um, and drive forward a bit. Uh, you, we don't need two players to try and do that. Mm. And meanwhile, and as I know he's a bit of a focus for, for the Boo Boys at the moment, but Lewis Wing, who slogged his guts out over several games, one uh, was part of the winning midfield when Bannon didn't play, etc., etc. It, it seems to have been dropped and now can't work his way back in. Uh, it's... It's just very odd. It's back to the Gary Monk thing. It's so hard to see. I know the training ground is the bit is the element we don't see what's happening there, etc. But from what surely what happens on the training ground doesn't matter one jot if you can't do it on a Saturday, yeah, in the game. So those are the, that's the most important bit. I mean, it, it, it might be more of the eighty percent of the time is spent on the training ground and twenty percent of the time is playing the game. But in terms of importance, it's the other way around. Because if you could do it if you could score all your penalties on the training ground, but you miss every one you take in a match, it doesn't matter. I don't care how you do it in penalties on the training ground. Oh anyway, we made a change at halftime. <laughs> Camberry came on for Jack Hunt. Yeah,
1: my words oh, are fans, we need a lift. More. Hold my beer. As he brings on Cambiri <laughs> for Hunt. Why Hunt? I, I thought don't. Hunt was one of our I always I he had a bit of a bad spell for Wednesday this season. In terms of like performers, though, he feels like one of our most consistent performers. Yeah. And Hunt is Hunt is such a good player that we can play him at right back and he'll do everything. He'll get up and yeah. down that wing like yeah, nobody's yeah. fucking business. Yeah. Like, it's like playing with two players with Jack Hunt on the pitch. Yeah. Which may seem like a really huge weighty thing to say, but then we've brought on a player who seems like it would be one, not worth having a player on the pitch at all. The thing I want to say um, later on from actually how this worked out, I said probably this was probably about the 50 odd minute mark. I said, yeah. has anybody seen Cambari this half? <laughs> Did we just bring on an absence of space in place of Hunts? A sack of fertilizer in a Wednesday shirt would have been better than Cambari. He is fucking dog shit.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't get it. I don't get what he what he brings to anything. He is useless. A really really poor signing. Yeah, Not what we yeah. needed at all.
0: But again, gets on the like get, gets on the pitch. That's well, a level of fucking desperation.
1: Really. Yeah. After that true. substitution, Giddings and Laws mentioned went to a three at the back. I was like, but I thought we already were a three at the back.
0: I thought we already were a three at the back as well.
1: While you're you're doing some looking up some stuff there, Rich, I can carry on my notes. i just trying to see notes.
0: if there's anything about Hunt being injured, but it doesn't seem to be. So it was a...
1: Mm, a bizarre uh, shit tactical substitution.
0: Yeah.
1: 47 minutes, Shadipo is bad. Yep. He gets it. He gets on the thing. He absolutely wangs it across the goal mouth. Mm-hmm. Neither a cross nor a shot.
0: He's doing that thing of make, taking the ridiculous option so that he's like hedging because he's so he's got so little confidence at the moment he's like doing the stupid you shoot, weirdly it can go both ways can it confidence you mm. can go hiding which is obviously the worst it's much better to to try things that won't work. But you shoot from 30 yards rather than push on and give yourself an actual opportunity of scoring. And in Shadipo's case, he's doing everything with his left foot, despite the fact he's clearly got zero ability with his left foot. Uh, Because it's almost like, well, I was doing it, I was on my left foot, wasn't I? And these are opportunities where he could push on, he could cut in on his right, he could do other things um, and actually ask a question of the opposition, give himself an opportunity to score. He's just not doing it. Um, Yeah, I just, I I just, how on earth can he be the best option, particularly at left wing back? Because he doesn't do any defending.
1: Can I talk about some of the few moments that actually cheered me up in a really, really bad game of football? So I don't know if I made a note about this. Oh, so all the corners we had in the first half, I said, it's actually like the first five minutes, so I'll just rewind a little bit here. So okay. nothing happens from that corner we had, but I really enjoyed the Cheltenham fans taking the piss out of Bannon, raising his arms. Did you see that?
0: <laughs> no, but you it. know
1: Bannon does his like double yeah. heart, So they decided behind him doing
0: this as well,
1: <laughs> and then like one of them, you know, he put his you know his arm up. What is that system? I, I think I figured it out, Rich. Okay, both hands up mean I'm really going to be underwhelming, and half <laughs> one hand up is like. I'm not very confident I'm going to be underwhelming, but I'm going to try. <laughs> so it was like funny when he did a, the one hand up, like one else, one of well, the fans, we did one of the Cheltenham fans behind the net was like put the <laughs> arm up to be like, "Hey, Barry, Barry." You know, like, <laughs> so the other moment of comedy was Pollock falling over. That was incredibly entertaining, which I loved. That was at. very funny. And then the, the conversation was back at me because then Shadipo fell over afterwards as well.
0: Yes. And he w- he didn't have the excuse of being off the pitch where it was probably a strange surface. He was just on the pitch and fell over.
1: Yeah, and I've that's let's bring the Shadipo show to an end. When in the 12th yeah. minute, Corbinos coming on. I said Corbinos coming on this smash Hopefully for Shadipo. Yes, I have never <laughs> celebrated a
0: substitution more. To be honest with you, replaced by the Francophone flyer. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I I did a bit of foreshadowing that that came back to bite me, but in a good way. So I, I was just right. Eleven corners for Wednesday, a supposed weakness for Cheltenham, and we haven't had one good one. And then my next note: sixty-five minutes, corner number twelve is the charm. <laughs> Stumpy <Stuntley laughs> battles at the far post and squeezes the ball between the keeper and and the ball and the post. <clears throat> Um, and I think this is one of this smacks of a sub that was planned before we scored the equalizer, but Berahino then came on for Deli Bashiru. God, what a useless substitution again,
1: <laughs> bringing on Berahino. I completely miss that. Anyway, we're getting on. We're getting on. So we, we probably talk about the game and the fabric, right? So yeah. Oh, 60th minute. I said Bannon tried to kill on the keeper that is blocked. Yeah. Uh, that was probably one of our brighter moments. Uh, following that, we got a drop ball free kick. The ref, it hit the
0: ref. Adeniran oh,
1: tapped it. Okay. Yeah, I said this is this is ugly.
0: <laughs> I won't argue with that.
1: Sixty fifth minute and the umpteenth corner, which Richard saw in twelve, somehow gives us an equaliser. Yeah, long corners of the back stick. Dunkley nods down and it creeps into the corner below the floundering Flinders. Just bizarre.
0: Flinders seems to have been around forever. Mm. 35 years old a wreck an old relic of a human being barely held together <laughs> duct tape and hope that's all that's left
1: spit and gristle
0: <laughs> so that was Dunkley is that Dunkley's first senior goal for Sheffield Wednesday? I think it is
1: good stuff well done Shay Dunkley yeah and then I need to give a bit more plaudits on the 68th last minute season- following that
0: last season's top scorer <laughs>
1: Dunkley does an amazing block from a really worrying angle. Yeah. That was really good.
0: And then I think I was... He's two on one and he just ran at the ball like a pro-evo or FIFA player. (laughs) Left the other guy completely clear. (coughs) Sorry, what what were you going to say?
1: Oh, no, I think that's the point. I think I realised that we brought on Barry Hino for FDB again. yeah.
0: So it happened straight after the goal, which I think sometimes you've handed the paper in, you can't take it back. Because I think right. we probably made that sub at one-one, but we ended up making it a one-one.
1: Right. So, question for you, Rich. Just to going back to uh, going back to Florian, everyone's favorite Floridian. Um, if we bring on Camberian, we don't announce it. Would anyone notice?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. He had a volley that went wide. I think. I think it was even a touchdown. Yeah.
1: It's got this like the last stint of this got a really like you know, opening up in the desperation, everyone going for it. Prime's like a frantic degree of excitement that we've mentioned. But I said this was just this was such a messy game.
0: Yeah.
1: It was an awful, awful game of football.
0: I was really cool. Yeah.
1: 70 minute Pato does a long throw in, which
0: somehow nearly goes in for an own goal. And did we do the long throw in ever again? No. But it um <laughs> Caused them absolute kittens the one time we did it.
1: Um, never have I wanted to kick Andy Nostragidness in the balls <coughs> anymore. When exactly. he mentions we're coming to the last 10 minutes and goes, dun, dun, dun. Oh. Oh, fucking hate you, Giddings. You're the worst <laughs> commentator. <laughs>
0: apart,
1: from that, apart from they did Round the Grounds and they went to some guy who sounds like a Cockney who was really bad in his summary. <laughs> <laughs> he was really awful. I'm like, I thought we couldn't. Couldn't scrape the barrel anymore at Radio <laughs> Sheffield.
0: Maybe Giddings has got to the seniority where he's in charge of hiring. He's just picking people to make him look good.
1: Maybe that's the case,
0: yeah. Um, Corbin had an effort around that time which where he cut inside and, and had a shot. It wasn't a great shot, but it was mm. a, you know, a little bright moment, an effort on target, which we don't have many of. felt uh, felt slightly noteworthy.
1: 82nd minutes. That's when we got our second goal of the game.
0: Yeah, Dunkley absolutely taken out whilst winning a header. Bannon's delivery spot on. Really, it was dangerous. It was one of those that probably would have gone in on its own if nobody touched it. It was flicked on and then turned in by uh, Matty Blair. The son of of
1: former Wednesday Andy Blair, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, So, yeah, we scored. We didn't... We had two two shots on target. We just told you about one of them being uh, Corbinos, uh, and uh, that <laughs> we scored, uh, we, despite not not registering another shot on target. Um, so yeah, nerves. We should have. This is the, now we're in a position we've not done this. We've talked about it's it's years now since we uh, came from behind to win a game of football, and we're suddenly in that position. Uh, we also got a chance to make things comfortable pretty soon after that. Berahino broke the ball, sort of felt him very favourably on the halfway line. He was breaking forward, supported by Adeniran and Corbino. Absolutely the three players you'd probably want to pick to be in that situation. Uh, unfortunately, he held on to it for too long, passed it behind Adeniran. It all just sort of fell apart. Adeniran got it caught between his feet and Corbino um, took over. An improvised a head kick, an overhead kick, which is tame, yes, and about six feet wide. Yeah. So my little, my little improv joke there, Luke.
1: <laughs> Thanks, i <Rick. laughs> I wondered on the 88th minute going into this, I, I felt so kind of resigned and taken from such a mad game, which we didn't deserve to lead. We didn't deserve to score. And somehow we were 2-1 up at that point. And I yeah. said, how did we not concede in the 88th minute? Yeah. And fed in an angle drive to Norton. And uh on the angle almost nestles it into the corner, but just goes wide. It's Why? one of
0: those where it looked like it might go in on its own, but in the end it needed a touch and nobody got the mm-hmm. touch. But yeah, it was I don't know how it didn't how it didn't go in. Uh but it doesn't matter because we gave we'll give them another chance. We always give you another chance. Good old Sheffield Wednesday. Good lads. Uh, Ninety minutes. Matty Blair makes up for his own goal with one against Wednesday. Another shambles defensively, and f- there were four or five Cheltenham Town players that could have nodded it in uh, at the at the near post. Uh, he was apparently he's very emotional because he lost his brother a year ago, who was a big Wednesdayite. Right. So he was in using tears apparently. Okay. Um, so it, is this another point from behind or another point? Pair lost from a winning position.
1: (laughs) A real Schrodinger's point, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good one. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just such a mess, really. The the goals are kind of immaterial,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: like all of it. Just it just. That's
0: why Americans don't like football.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: true. nine (laughs) minutes.
1: Yeah, just, it just it feels like the apathy of of nothing. It feels like we both got no, no points, no point all around.
0: N- nihilistic apathy. Yeah. The new album by Manic Street Preachers. That's the one. Um,
1: they found some more. Uh, they found some more lyrics from uh, Richie Edwards. <laughs> I'm going to do another another Holy Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I laughed at the end as Lord said, so "Looked like Corbin had never taken a free kick before in his life."
0: I just can't – there's no player on our team that I would be excited to see take that free kick.
1: Well, I'm so bad because like, he said always out the conversation it was Johnson and Corbin stepping over. So it's like bad. He, had a,
0: he had. I don't know what was going on because he had a bad – he was like he – he drew the foul, didn't he? Mm. And he was just making such a fuss about his foot. I almost think like maybe he'd been told he wasn't allowed to take it and was kind of like – shielding himself, pretending to be injured so that he didn't have the embarrassment of being taken off, taking <laughs> the free kick. I don't know what, what happened.
1: But his is free kicks are the best of his set. I'm happy with him taking free kicks. It's just corners. I don't know what to see him take.
0: But Corbinot hits it straight into the wall and then absolutely banged his volley out of the crowd. Out of the
1: stadium, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is not that hard because it's only like... 10 feet tall all
1: around. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy when they kicked it over the uh, the home end in the first <laughs> half and then someone yeah. was trying to throw it from behind? like, who's who's behind there throwing the ball? <laughs> Is there some, like, tall, tall Cheltenham freak? <laughs> like, he just lives behind the stadium. He was just, like, employed to gather the ball.
0: Tall Cheltenham freak. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: ah. Feed, him, feed him the scraps from Pepe's Cheltenham.
0: He's actually a county-wide freak, and he uh, he does he does the same job for Forest Green. Uh, Good, he's a different, different ground each each weekend.
1: <laughs> Ferry him there on an overnight train, so people get to. Strapped to some nuclear waste.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, what
1: an awful football team. Both of them. Yeah, both are just yeah. poor shit teams for really poor. This isn't even third tier quality football. This is, no. this is, this is is barely worthy of the EFL moniker. I'm going to be at honest. At one with
0: point, you. yeah, at one point they made a a very Freudian slip, um, and they they so they were talking about Sheffield Wednesday and saying, "That's the thing. You've got to play the that sh- you've got to play the players in the shirt, not the badge on the shirt." And at this point in time, Sheffield Wednesday look very much. Um, a mid a mid table League Two team, which is what they are, as, and, and then they corrected themselves. But I think they were right the first time.
1: I think they were right the first time. Yeah,
0: you know the, the, the sheer Two manager,
1: the sheer disappointment of all of this is the nature of just how bad you can be. You can be really, really terrible and be supported within the weird comforting blanket of a different league. Yeah, frankly, there are teams who are outperforming themselves. There are teams that are underperforming and somehow staying where they are. And the real disappointment thing was that it felt like a step up from everything that was wrong with this football club when we got relegated last year. And the mentality of thinking that we might start to see a bit of an upturn. Yeah. But it just, it doesn't seem like we found where the bottom is with Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Oh, not with this. I still, I do still maintain that these players are better than the way they're playing. A good manager could get a tune out of this group of players. I don't think they're world beaters, but I do think they should be doing better than they are. And, I mean, it feels like we've been begging for this for so long now, but just to know what the the plan is. Have something, have a style and a system and, you know, something that we're working on, we're building on. I keep hearing about working... Oh, we're learning, we're growing, we're gelling. We're... I don't see any of that. <laughs> worse and worse every week, and it's a different sort of bad every week. It's an anthology series that it, every episode is crap. No, it's great because next week it's a, it's a completely different story in the same stadium. Yeah, but it's still rubbish. <laughs> inside, saying it's the, thing, the, thing so the worst
1: Ken Burns. What's the say? The worst Ken Burns documentary series ever.
0: Yeah. The Twyshite Zone. The Twyshite Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so there's four draws draws in a row. Ninth, but very much mid-table. We're eleven points from first, eleven points from second bottom, uh, five points from the playoffs, seven points from the relegation zone. We are we're right in the middle of the heap, regardless of what the position in the table looks like. We are. Um, yeah, we're very much middling. We're dawdling around that mid mid, uh, the punch, as we've mm. talked about previously.
1: A goal difference of two,
0: which again is yeah, as middling as 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 you can get, really.
1: Seventeen goals scored, which is currently probably about uh, the seventh lowest in the league. I think it is. It's pretty
0: low, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and yet still miraculously, we've conceded fifteen goals. Which is, yeah, probably about like the fourth. That's like the fourth best defensive record in this league.
0: Which is wild because it feels like all of our problems are defensive.
1: (laughs) I know, I know.
0: (laughs) Isn't this strange? Oh, so we should uh, we should do the uh, the you know go through the motions, end of match motions. Uh, (laughs) Any any honorable mentions?
1: Honorable mention, Dunley. Yeah. Nice to see Scott. I'm happy he scored a goal. You know, that's what we thought he would do more of at this football club.
0: It seems weird to say in a game where we shot two goals, lost two nil, and and lost two to set pieces, but he's continued his good run of form. He's he's been in yeah. his best run of form in a Wednesday shirt these last couple yeah. of games. Some for some unknown reason dropped. After I don't and Dunkley did. The, I suppose we could have covered that in the news, but Dunkley did come out and say I'm I'm perfectly fit. There's nothing wrong with me after last week's game where he was dropped after his two best games in a row. He was dropped by Darren Moore. Um, he's back in the fold now, presumably because of Ayew's injury. Because why would he get in on the good form he's showing? That's not that's not how you pick teams. Um, and, yeah, continued, followed it up with probably a man-of-the-match performance today. He looked a colossus, I thought, by and large. I thought he, he in a poor defence, covered himself in glory and got his goal. Um, villain? Bannon. Bannon. I think maybe Darren Moore today. I know he wasn't one of the players, but... Fair enough. I don't know. Shadipo was pretty terrible as well. Shadipo, Camberi did nothing. But I suppose that's the thing. Do you? Is it worse to do nothing or to do lots, but do it really, really badly?
1: Well, this is the... Uh, we had this is...
0: 15 corners and Bannon took 14 of them.
1: Today. Yeah, this is the Pelopesi paradigm, isn't it?
0: The Pelopesi paradigm. Taylor's oldest, oldest time, the Pelopesi paradigm. Um, that rhymes. Start of a song. Uh, okay, yeah. Sunderland up next, uh, the game, the rearranged game from the uh, the international break. Oh, I can't wait. I may have been absolutely smashed this uh, this weekend, so we will get the reaction to that, presumably. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're on a downward trend and we'll beat them five one as well. Who knows? Uh, McGeady got sent off, so we probably won't have him against us. Is he still uh, kind of like? I find it weird. Is he re- regarded as one of our best players? I think in the same way that we regarded him as like, well, he can be good. I think he's the same for them really. Like when he's plays and plays well, it's good, but most of the time he's like he was for most us most of the time and does nothing. He's 35. Uh, 35. And then we've got a couple of cup games after that. Yeah, well, we got the first oh we got the first uh FA yeah, FA Cup with P- P- Plymouth and then uh the third League game in the uh, in the slice of the action trophy. Mm. Wednesday, take on Harrogate in the slice of the action cup,
1: which probably means we're probably we're like top of that league, right? Aren't we, or something? Yeah,
0: I think we can't. I think we we're it's just guaranteed more.
1: Yeah, guaranteed more slices.
0: Ooh,
1: we're back for seconds.
0: We're coming for a slice of the action. Don't know why you have to lock up your door. <coughs> Just sensible. Keep her out of trouble. Yeah. Um, right. keep, keep her off that path, of John's. Yeah. He's a racist. Um.
1: But you can, but you can um, open up, open up the hole and the uh, the locked thing, and you can give her that pe- that uh, pepperoncini through the thing. You
0: can. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> like, not that weird, creepy notes. Uh, this I can't think of any better note to end things on. I'm going. I'm going to say cheerio to you, Luke, and wish you the best for the week. Same for the folks at home. cheerio bye. No <laughs>